Welcome to the Daniel McInnes Podcast, a podcast for small businesses who are seeking great practical advice about marketing and sales. Danielle thinks like a customer. Even as a little kid, she always has shown deep empathy for others. Dan uses this customer insight to help small businesses create practical marketing strategies that work. Using this customer-centric approach and her 20 years' experience in sales and marketing, Dan takes what is in your head, adds her expertise to create a system to assist you make better marketing decisions, attracts a regular stream of ideal customers, and creates a brand that your employees and customers will love. Hope you enjoy this podcast. So hi everyone and thanks for joining my podcast for this week. I'm delighted to have Laurie Thomas on the show and Laurie is a well-known, I guess, marketing expert. She calls herself the the therapist, so I'm really interested to hear a bit more about that. Um, Welcome, Laurie. Hi, thank you. So Laurie, can you give our listeners just a little insight into a bit about you and what you do with your business? Absolutely. I'm known in the industry as the marketing therapist. And essentially what I do is I diagnose, prescribe and guide uh, healthy solutions. I noticed after being in the web industry for years that there's a big disconnect between kind of the IT folks or the designers, the developers, and often the clients. And the big disconnect is really the marketing perspective of why are we building websites? How can we be using technology like Facebook and Twitter? How can we use our blog And what was happening is there was the clients and the developers making these solutions, but there was no strategy and really no purpose. And and so what I have done is I've kind of come in and all stage interventions or whatever we have to do, and we use the therapy really as more of a a fun, funny way to – you know, to, to get our message across. But what we do is we uh, essentially take the overwhelm and the, you know, lack of education about how all this web marketing stuff works and help make it an easy, fun, incredibly rewarding um, solution-oriented um, investment for organizations to brand, to build, and to boost their business. Well, you're really right. I mean, it is daunting, isn't it? As a small business, I guess there was a certain number of tactics. You know, even five years ago, there were so many fewer ways to get to market with your message and now there just seems with online and social media the choices are just overwhelming even if you put aside you know the strategy just just someone faced with that it it, it is it is something you need therapy for (laughs) (laughs) so it's also amazing what you can get away with saying when you put your hand on your hip and you're like you're being a danger to yourself and others, and they're like, ha-ha, that's coming from the web marketing therapy women, so okay, we'll, we'll take that criticism, but I don't know, it's, it's, it's a fun way to look at all of this. Very healthy. So I'm really interested in the strategy that you use to sort of walk, I guess, you know, your potential clients through this mind map of, of choices. Can you, can you give us a bit of an insight into, you know, what is some of the, the fundamentals of the strategy you use? Oh, absolutely. The, the, one of the most rewarding parts of our work is that the secrets to someone's success are actually within them. And so what I get to do is the marketing therapist is interview people and, and uh, look and assess uh, what they currently have. And oftentimes there is such a wealth of assets, you know, like what may, whether it was old blog posts or maybe some PR coverage or simply thought leadership that, um, you know, these organizations have in their brains. And what we get to do is we get to pull all those 
pieces of wisdom, you know, out of their brains and we start to creatively put together how we, how we can use what they have already invested in and how we can leverage their uniqueness, their personality, their intelligence, their distinction. And that's, that's really where we start. We start from the inside out. It's not a matter of going, oh, you should be number one on Google or you should have a blog. It's not nice to, to put a bunch of shoulds on people, S-H-O-U-L-D-S. I like to look at the coulds, and what I do is I get to understand how do people launch their business, why do they do what they do, what makes them distinct. And I also get to really uh, understand um, a lot of the business leaders' personalities, and I, I find that that authentic voice can actually come through, and especially now with social media. So um, really the kind of quote-unquote secrets to success are really just getting to understand the heart of these businesses. And once we have that captured, how to apply the technology, that, that's pretty easy. You know, the, those solutions come second. And once we have all the heart of the marketing set, the science part of it, that, that um, comes more strategically based on who these people are or who the teams are or who they're trying to serve. I really like the analogy that you use, which is really diagnosing, you know, where are they? You know, where are they and, and what can we actually use from what they've, you know, probably, as you've said, I mean, you know, databases sitting there collecting dust or information that they've, you know, sort of patched together but haven't had a structure around. I wanted to ask you around, um, questions around what I find often with customers when I go in and I, I sort of do a similar thing. I sort of try and find out where they are and where, where they're going. I, I often like to start with, you know, what business are they actually in and, and you know, w- what is the customer that they're trying to serve? And I, I find that a lot of um, small businesses are trying to serve a lot of different customer segments and just getting them to narrow that down to one is a strategy in, in itself, <laughs> you know, getting them to say no. I just wondered if you had any thoughts about that in terms of, you know, even before you get down to the strategy, you know, what business am I in here and who are the customers am I trying to serve and is it just too many? Well, and that's, that's a big um, question. You know, some, some people hear a lot of there are riches in the niches and you need to nail your niche. And what I usually say, you know, because people who come to me with that, that you know, mindset is, uh, you know, Google doesn't have a niche and Amazon doesn't have a niche and they seem to be doing okay. I mean, they're, they're off to sell to the masses and live with the classes. Mm-hmm. I believe you simply need to understand your target market or target markets, plural. Again, it goes back to don't let other people should on you. You, know, you need to look at the coulds. I mean, let's say you're an event planner and you happen to serve corporations. You also happen to serve brides and you may do baby showers and you may do green events, like eco-friendly you know, events that are sustainable. Well, those are like four different target markets. And I think it would be a darn shame to limit yourself to one because, think, I mean, think about, you know, the diversity of the work you get to, you know, do by, by having, you know, certain things. I mean, in, in that particular case, the markets are kind of limited to four different groups. But, you know, look at e-commerce companies or shoe vendors and folks like that. A lot of them have uh, a broader reach. So sometimes it's not just a matter of saying our target audience is men or women or people that 
are $20,000 in debt or whatever, you know, it, um, kind of these personas can be defined psychologically, um, geographically, um, you know, it could be defined by income level. In my particular case, my target market is a passionate professional that's ready to own their success. And I have clients all across the map. I have companies that are well over 150 employees and I have some that are one. And these people are all my ideal clients because they truly value expert advisory you know, they, they are willing to invest in their work, but also they're passionate about what they're doing. And if someone comes to me and says, I have a quick, get rich quick idea, they're not my ideal client. So mm-hmm. um, I think my advice to business owners is when you start thinking about your niche, go back and start to define who is your ideal client, mm-hmm. who is your ideal client, because ideal client can really help kind of take the, uh, oh, shoot, I have too many markets um, and narrow. And, and also, who is your ideal client? But also look as a, as a business owner, what's your unique ability? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's, a, it's a curse to be good at too many things. And <laughs> what you want to find out is, you know, gosh, we do all these services, but what we're really, really, really good at is this one thing. Well, if that's work that's easy and enjoyable, you may want to focus your energy. But again, it's all going back to kind of psychology and going back to the heart of everything. And, you know, that those are kind of the, the responses I would have to questions like that. Cool. I, I really like that. I, I, it's sort of a different tack to what I take, but I really like it. I mean, thinking about that event coordinator example you gave and, you know, that's that's right. I mean, you know, you could be event coordinating for a lot of different sort of segments or target groups. I guess the question I have around that, and look, I don't have an answer for this, Laurie, I really don't, but I'm just wondering with a small business, if you do have these different target markets that you could service, let's just take the example of an event coordinator, how do you sort of split your time between talking to those different segments or do you sort of lump it into the one um, communication. Do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? I guess the reason that, you know, when I sit down with a client, I try and get to that thing that they're really good at and try and get them to focus that almost as a highlight and talk to that group of people. They might service three or four other segments, try and pick one because they just don't have the time to do, you know, all four and, and have the coverage to do them all well. Does that sort of make sense? Absolutely. And my, my response is what you can do is you can streamline your time. And again, what I'm hearing is a problem. The problem is I'm spending too much time talking to too many people. Yeah. My, my solution or one of my solution ideas is why aren't you, know, use the web as a way to support. You know, let's say you have six different segments that you're looking to serve. Let's say you're that event planner that does brides and baby showers and yeah. all that stuff and green events and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, on your website, if someone gets to your homepage, of your website, it needs to clearly communicate who you are, what you do, and whom you serve. And that may be six little boxes that say for brides, for baby showers, for green events, for whatever. And once you click those, whether it's a link or an image or both, those can go to pages that clearly articulate and define how you do what you do the value of what you do, kind of how it works. And what you'll find is that either people can self-serve or what you can say is, you know, um, I'm about to run into a meeting, but can I get your email and let me send you a quick link to more info about my, my wedding shower work. And 
all of a sudden you do copy paste and you send that link and say, you know, it was great speaking with you. Sorry, I had to go quickly. Would love to revisit. Why don't you read this first and let's reconnect. You've taken what could be an hour long phone call. You've minimized it into 15 minutes and you have collateral that lives on the web 24 seven. It's going to make your phone calls more efficient. It may make them more ready to buy before they even pick up the phone. Think about ways that you can use all of this low-cost and no-cost web technology as a way to support you. Think of it this way. You are Batman. Mm -hmm. You are in charge of your business. All this web marketing stuff, it's Robin. It's your trusty sidekick, you know, and, and as long as you use it as your trusty sidekick. So, you know, things like that can help minimize time. Also, um, you know, getting really clear on your business. And if you find that, gosh, I get a lot of inquiries about, wedding event planning, but oh my gosh, that takes so much work and I just don't make as much money as I do in other events. Well, maybe it's time to break up with wedding planning and see some other people like corporate events or something that you really <laughs> enjoy more. But that's a matter of um, actually understanding your business, you know, and, and getting clear on that and, you know, putting your energy into what, what pays the bills, but also what fuels your energy. Absolutely. It's sort of, you know, it sort of makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> The other question I've got for you is, what are the problems? And I'm assuming that you, as you've described, deal from you know small businesses to large businesses. You know that they're passionate and ready to start working on this. What are some of the problems that you find that they have when you first engage with you, in terms of marketing problems? Um, as far as just kind of gosh, marketing problems. I, I think it's folks spend more than they invest. They, they think they need to, quote, unquote, get some marketing, and they tend to think that marketing means advertising, or they go out and buy ads on Google, and they fail to recognize that their website doesn't communicate clearly who they are, what they do, and whom they serve, and they go out and spend a bunch of money, and they're driving traffic to something that doesn't close the deal. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really thinking about the full loop. And, um, and uh, what's the saying uh, that we always say when we have to get, you know, get clients back on track? We say that quick and dirty is always quick, but you always end up dirty. And I find <laughs> that when folks just spend and spend and spend, and they're like, gosh, we keep spending money and nothing's working. It's like, well, maybe we should stop that and let's look at investing. Let's go back to your marketing messaging. Are you, are you communicating your distinction? Are you communicating? your value? Do you have testimonials? You know, um, are you funneling people once they get to your site through your website? Actually, all these questions and things I'm bringing up um, in my book is called the 36-hour course to online marketing. I have questionnaires in the book that um, readers can actually fill out to help facilitate this process. But yeah, really the, the, the biggest kind of issue is that folks are spending before they're thinking critically about what's going to help them sustain for the long haul. And, um, and there are so many ways that you can invest in web marketing, whether it's through blogging or creating content that helps position you as an authority, you know, and there's, there's um, more strategic ways to do that. And I'm, and I think online advertising is fantastic. Actually, it's how I got into this industry. But what I'd like to see is the, the whole holistic closed loop system where everyone's thinking start to finish and not just, not just about the tool, but how to use the tool. So it's, it's a smart, smart move. Absolutely. And I, look, I totally agree with you that that metrics part of it, that actually understanding what's working and what's not, and then let's stop what's not working, um, is just, you know, it's often missed. And, you know, the great thing, especially about online, is you can get access to such fantastic information. It's just that a lot of people, 
you know, unaware of that and are certainly not using that. So, look, yeah, absolutely. And I think what I really love about your website, and, and obviously this falls back into your mentality, is you're obviously an educator. You know, the book and the site, there's just so much give there that it's, it's you know, it's a really... Um, I don't know if it's a purposeful strategy or it's perhaps one of your value sets, but you're certainly very generous in terms of being able to provide insightful information for others. Well, thank you. That means a lot, and, and I believe that you need to give to gain. Um, I had other consultants in my industry actually say to me, I don't know why you give away so much on your blog and, and your free eBooks and, and your free webinars. And and what I always say is that, you know, my, my sales funnel, um, if you actually look at what a funnel looks like, you know, sometimes there's wide funnels and ultimately you get to the bottom of the funnel, you know, where the mm-hmm. water comes out or whatever. And I think about my sales funnel and, and my marketing, and I have never in my entire business spent a dollar on advertising, actually with the exception of one local ad for my book signings. I had some former students that, you know, were, were, uh, you know, wondering where it was, it was easier just to put up an ad than answer a bunch of emails. But um, we were, you know, everything from our blogging to our website um, to the articles to the webinars we've done to um, anything like that. Um, I'm not afraid that people are going to take my expertise and run with it. I'm, I would love that. To me, that's a that's a more ideal client, someone that's you know, done a little reading on it or that's tried a few things and that comes to the table experienced. And um, I, I believe in collaboration and meeting of the minds. And so um, my, my approach is definitely give to gain. And that comes through in the way that we serve our clients, the way that we, even down to people that have come to our agency as potential clients, some of them actually need to go back to the drawing board and some of them don't have a clear business model yet and there's a few kind of kinks in the system that they need to work out before they actually start investing in things like logos and stuff and so um you know i we actually through the years have developed a system to help identify really who who's an ideal client and who's not and, and people actually sometimes will come back three years later and be like remember me <laughs> I'm ready and, I'm and actually ideal. I changed my business model and you know we changed the idea and uh, you know and I was just like I'm so glad we didn't build you like a whole bunch of stuff because it turns out you know you thought you were going to do a, an e-commerce business and it turned out that you were a passionate videographer instead okay well now let's <laughs> talk so um, you know, it's, it's a, but it's just, I mean, really at the end of the day, it's like the good guys always win. And when you like what you do and, and you can truly offer people value, then that's better than just taking money. And I've been on the receiving end where I've worked for other corporations where we've had other companies gladly take my corporation's money. And, yeah. and I kind of was like, I was like, how do people like get up every day and go to work like that? I just, don't, I just don't get it. But you live and learn, and the older we get, I think the wiser we get, and the clearer we are as, as who we are as people, but also as professionals. Well, well, that stems two questions for me. One that I was going to ask you about was, you know, there's a there's a few. Well, actually, there's quite a lot of companies out there um, spousing this, you know, secret formula that will work with any business, and. And I just wondered what you thought about those sorts of, um, you know, you see them all the time, these hypey long page um, sales texts that are promising the world. Uh, Do you think that customers are wising up to that sort of stuff or do they still have a place? Um, I think that they, I think these industries still, or these companies definitely still have a place. It's just, it's different business models, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, 
and uh, you know if if it's going to and also every type of business engagement there is going to be some sort of partnership but it does take critical thinking and so I don't want to discount people you know who are making a living offering certain types of services but I do find that certain professionals are intrigued by the kind of like, but wait, there's more, you know, and they're like, you know, the infomercial 101, and they're like, oh, my gosh, if I buy now, I'll save $200. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, really? And But, you know, again, that's that's that company's ideal market, and if they want people in that state of mental worldview – that's great. More power to all of them playing together. Um, I, but there, that stuff goes on all the time. Um, I sometimes have to deprogram people, you know, if I'm like, well, I, I want to be number one on Google for $200. I'm like, e, you know, um, I think the other company sold you on that, but that's not <laughs> kind of how it works. <laughs> um, but, but there's, you know, again, a lot of different business models, a lot of different target markets and a lot of different levels of, of consumers and what they want and what, what makes them feel like they're getting value too. Yeah, true. I wanted to ask you about a question I ask all my guests, which is, and maybe it's something that's really passionate to me, it's, it's about the how of your business and, and it's really about your story and your brand. And my feeling is, Laurie, and I don't know if you agree with me, but, you know, in this great big pit where we're all thrown in together online, where people are searching about us or looking up us in Google after we've met or before we've met. I just think that that story about you and who you are is more important than ever before. I just wondered if you had any thoughts about that personal branding that people can access you in different mediums and and what what should we be doing? How should we be portraying ourselves and, and should we be giving them more insights about us? It's a, it's a great question, and I do feel, especially in the world of social media, where uh, we are becoming more and more public, not just as people directly, but also as organizations. And, you know, there are some professionals that are like, you know, um, actually, it's a no-no for me to be too professional. Let's say you're a counselor, a psychologist, or a, or a financial advisor. You can't be posting like, oh, love that stock I just invested in. I mean, you'll, you'll go to, like, compliance hell and, you know, be, be out of a job. And obviously, if you're like a, you know, counselor or something, you can't be friends with your clients online. But what you can find is even whether it's a personal story or a professional story, and sometimes they go hand in hand, it's, it is our stories that really do help create that connection, that affinity with the people who are coming to the table. And whether it's um, XYZ Banking Corporation actually started off with a bunch of professionals in the manufacturing industry that were in the industry for 35 years um, that got to watch small businesses become big businesses, and they found that in their manufacturing work, the biggest reward was actually getting financing and, you know, watching that process. And that's how the company develops their, their banking business. All of a sudden people in that industry can relate to them. They understand why they do what they do, who they are as people without getting too personal. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to live my life completely out loud. I actually just got <laughs> married last week and the whole thing was blasted all over Facebook and, you know, it's, and that's, that's my brand, but I kind of, I can't help but being that way. I just, um, I'm a teacher. My, you know, it's not like you're going to find, you know, anything horribly exciting about me other than like I teach and I'm a web geek. But I do think that our stories, it's not just storytelling anymore. It's story selling yeah. and how we, we, uh, we and, and how we, we um, kind of get that 
um, personality, either as a company or as individuals, um, through that. And actually, Inc. Magazine did a great article on that um, a while back about the about page of your website and how that about page is one of the most important pages on your website. Absolutely. I think I read that as well. You, you know, what I really like about your web page on um, webmarketingtherapy.com is you actually talk about it to your team members and you know what? It's really authentic. I mean, I like the fact that you say, you know, you were rewarded for nerdy behavior. I mean, I, I like the fact that you're actually giving me an insight into you because I can connect with that nerdy behavior as well, Laurie. <laughs> It, it helps a lot, and uh, and also uh, you know, and I've had a lot of people, especially professionals in my field, even before we launched, that said, "Oh, you, you can't do that, or you can't, you can't, uh, you don't want to get too personal, or you can't call yourself web marketing therapy." And I just thought, you know, for years I've had people say we're like therapists, or oh my gosh, this was like a therapy session, and so we kind of played on the feedback we received. But um, it is it is fun to be authentic, and I do find that the people who really embrace that. Um, and do have that little sense of humor, um, do find that um, a connection. And our, and our clientele is not all spoofy and goofy. I mean, we have very alpha male type CEOs that you'd never want to mess with in a boardroom. And, and they're just like, yeah, I want the Wildwood woman on my team. So, you know, we are, we are really attracting winners from lots of different industries. Um, and, and we're not compromising on who we are. And look, I think that's the bottom line. I think that you're not compromising and you're saying it as it is and it's resonating. And, and I, you know, when I sit down with clients, it, you know, your, your personal story or that about us doesn't necessarily, well, it has to be factual. I mean, we can write it in a compelling way. But you know what? Individual stories are fascinating. I mean, it is interesting. And so just to, just to be able to get inside somebody's head and sort of climb into their closet and, and look around, it, it, you know, it just, just that connection, it, I think it's worth doing. And I really find that if I go to the About page and it's just at a company level, I mean, I'm not getting that much out of it. I'm really going to that About page and I'm sure that's why it's the most popular page, you know, the second most popular apart from the homepage, when you go there is people want to have that connection and that insight to know who am I going to be working with and what are they like and what are their values like and and what's this experience going to be like and if you can put a bit of that into the actual description about you um, then I think that's all for the better. And it, and it varies per individual. You know, some people personality-wise are a little more reserved than be your authentic self and be a little more reserved. And and uh, you could talk about your credentials or your years in the industry that you're in. And if you're in an industry where it's, you know, more fun to have a picture of you and your dog on the about page, well, more power to you. But again, it's going back to who's my target market, who, who are we as a company, and how are we going to create that that connection and if it, if it, if the shoe fits, you know, um, definitely invest that time. And it does take time to work on all this web stuff, but once you do it, it becomes collateral that you can sit on and add and build upon. So the time quote unquote spent definitely becomes an investment over time. Absolutely. I've just got two final questions. The first one is, are there any, I know that you're in the pocket of this online stuff. <laughs> so is there any <laughs> online marketing tactics that you've found effective for small business or any up and coming that we should be keeping our eye on? 
Oh, um, the, the, the biggest thing is, is going back to marketing 101. It's, uh, not going back and not going out and buying a bunch of new stuff or doing the new Facebook page or the, the, you know, whatever. It's going back to who are we as an organization? Why do we do what we do? Um, you know, what are our services? Why should someone work with us versus the competition? Uh, you know, do we have testimonials, things like that? And, and going back to all of that and then answering those questions, doing the, you know, the, the inner kind of work and then going back and looking at your websites and looking at your press page and going, Hmm, you know, what can I be doing better? So my, my, my system is to assess the situation. Mm-hmm. Where are we at? Where do we want to go? What do our web statistics tell us today? All that kind of stuff. And then you optimize, fix things that aren't working first and do a little bit of feng shui if you need to, you know, clean house. Yeah. And, and let's say you're like, oh my gosh, I'm spending $5,000 a month on Google. Woohoo, what's working and what's not? Well, you know what? This one little group of keywords works really, really well, but the other ones we just spend on, well, let's, let's uh, shut those ones off and put more money in there. It's like going back and making sure things are optimized. And then when you have a healthy foundation, that's when I propose moving on to a bunch of new stuff and, um, and recreating in building because that way you're you're coming at it from a a stable place where you're secure on what you're driving traffic to and and I do find that just from a sales perspective folks that have to go back and define their business and clarify their about page and you know look at stuff for the services page or whatever it is and just clean things up they actually get clear on who they are as, as an organization mm. and actually helps them sell better because they're like, oh, my gosh, we didn't realize we were the only firm that did blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, why don't we say that on, like, four different areas of your website? And why don't we say that at the footer of your letterhead on the PDFs you send out? And maybe that's a tagline and you're on your business card. So going through just the web stuff in general is good for web marketing, but actually it can be really good from, from just an overall morale perspective you know your employees get a better idea of who they're working for they feel better because things are getting optimized and you know yeah yeah that's my advice yeah i think that's true i think that it actually forces them to look at who they are because you you know the way i do it is through the customer's eyes and you are you actually talking about yourself here or are we actually talking to somebody and it makes them stand back and look at how they're represented and i really like the idea of you know, giving it a little facelift lift or cleaning it up before digging deeper. I mean, that makes so much sense because, you know, you can get stuck in paralysis of, um, you know, doing that strategic analysis. But at the end of the day, they've still got to run their business. And so to sort of optimise, as you said, some of these key things and then move from that to a solid foundation, you know, it just makes a lot of sense. So well, when we're small businesses, we have to prioritize, so it, it helps out. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I always finish my um, interviews, we, we also want to know how to get in contact with you, but with a tech tip for small businesses, is there anything that you've come across, any piece of technology, any little widget, any little app that you've found that's really useful that perhaps you might want to share with the listeners? I find that it's the blog, um, any type of blog, whether it's Google's free blog technology or WordPress or a fancy WordPress or TypePad or whatever you choose. 
I find blogs are really the nucleus of social media. Mm -hmm. And for organizations that have ideas, thought leadership, um, anything to share, um, that becomes not only a way to build your credibility, but actually if you're blogging and using important key phrases that you want to get first and found on, it's actually going to multitask and boost your, um, you know, your search visibility, your sellability. I find that blogs really are kind of the power tool um, for web marketing. Yeah, it's sort of like it, it, you, you can sit there and it, and it can extend from that out into so many other areas. Oh, thank you so much for your time, Laurie. If the listeners want to get some more of you, how can they engage with you? What's the best way? Um, I'm all over the web. I would just go to go to webmarketingtherapy.com, and that's where that's our main website. We have a blog. Great advice from the team at Web Marketing Therapy. Um, information on the book, the 36-hour course to online marketing, is available there. Um, any stuff, and then Facebook. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm LinkedIn, especially for other passionate professionals that want to make a more personal connection. Absolutely, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Lori Thomas Ross is what you'd be searching for oh great well thank you so much and i'll put the links to um your website blog and the book at the end of the um show notes and look i hope to see you do some more speaking engagements i've been watching you on youtube and you're very animated and i really enjoy it so i'm looking forward to um you know perhaps taping some more of those at that's when I think you come alive. You're obviously a very visual <laughs> communicator and I, I really enjoy those and I've enjoyed this interview. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Laurie. Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. For more great marketing tips, go to Dan's blog at www.daniellemcginnis.com and sign up for her marketing tips or visit her website at www.daniellemcginnis.com dot Catch you next time.